what what else should we, what else should we dive into today? What interesting topic is going on in the world that we should? Oh, dude, I saw <laughs> I saw this article talking about this Israeli guy who used to work like an Israeli defense or something like that. Uh, he he talks about aliens and saying that aliens are real. Dude, no, I'm not into all this kind of stuff. Dude, there was a, well, there was a there was a story I saw um, about a UFO sighting over the Atlantic that a fighter pilot took. Um, this was in 2018 when it happened, but the story just came out this week where there was a there was a UFO hovering. It wasn't being moved by the winds or anything, and there's no explanation for it. Dude, they're they're watching us. They're watching us for sure. We're so fucked, dude. We're so. <laughs> When the aliens, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, when the aliens come, it's going to unify us, et cetera. No, no, it's not. Like, go, the, Stephen, uh, who, who was that smart, uh, that smart guy that talks through a computer, Stephen Hawking? He, he's talked about this before. He warned us, no, you do not want to be the generation that sees the first aliens. Because you look at what happened to, uh, to the Americas, to the natives here, when... Uh, when another civilization came over with way superior technology, it's just, uh, it's, it's like one of the rules of life. You try to consume everything possible. What, what if we, what if we go to another planet? What if there's life forms on Mars? You think we're going to treat them well? Fuck no, no, I don't want to see the aliens, but they're here. They're watching us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Maybe they're so maybe they're so advanced that they've like that they respect all life. You know, they're so advanced that it's Americans. But no, I don't believe so. You said Trump Trump knows about them, and Trump was going to talk. Yeah, one of the first things that he talked about when he was inaugurated, he he said, "I'm going to declassify all of the alien stuff and all the JFK stuff." So he definitely learned some shit in that first week, like that first that first day that you're president, they brief you on all the top secret shit. He was definitely like, "Oh, I'm telling everybody," and uh, and for somehow I don't know how, I, I have no idea how, because that guy can't be restrained. Really? Somehow that shit has been restrained. So it must be secret shit. Out. We can't wait. He's gonna split it out one way or another. He can't help himself. <laughs> And we're all going to figure out what's going on. We're like, oh, shit, really? Okay. Yeah. You think that uh, that Joe Biden, if the aliens came in the next four years, you think that Joe Biden could give a speech as inspirational as the guy from Independence Day? <laughs> maybe maybe a young Joe Biden. <laughs> no. It's going to take a train, though. It's not, not going <laughs> to take a train. Maybe you're going to do a first bit from a train. Who knows? Man. Like you said, I don't want to see no aliens. No. Hopefully I'm cool by the time they show up. You're right. I don't want to think about that. No, thank you. Dealing with human beings are like hard enough. Imagine dealing with aliens too. They would just be like, that would not be cool at that point. Like, dealing with human beings are hard enough. We can barely handle it. Like, what? Other human beings, is already, I can't even do that. Then trying to do something else, I'm like, whoa, that'd be too much. Dude, we have the UFC fight going on today. I mean, today, on Friday. Uh, yeah, Ferguson is fights. back. 
Yeah, we have two fights. We have Ferguson fighting. What's that guy's name again? Ferguson is fighting against Charles Oliveira. This dude, he's got bleach hair. Um, yes. Ferguson's gonna beat his ass. So I'm, I'm looking at him right now. This guy is. This guy looks. I mean, he's got he, He's jacked, obviously, but he looks like a fucking bitch. This. This. Uh. No, he's not. He's actually pretty tough, but I feel like Ferguson didn't get a fair shot when he fought Gaethje. But during this fight, I think he's going to come back. Even though he's 37, he still went 12-0 before he, before he lost to Gaethje. So I think, I think he's going to come back strong. I'm expecting this fight. He's one of those guys that is going to fight, but he's never going to get a title shot. He's just going to keep fighting. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, what's that guy's name? Uh, Nate Diaz. So... He's one uh, like Austin, uh, like Pettit, Pettis. He's one of those fighters that just keep fighting, but they don't have like they 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 really get title shots, you know. And then you have Figueroa fighting Brandon Moreira, I think, and that's an interesting fight. They both use a lot of submission techniques to finish the fighters. Uh, but I, I'm not gonna call it toss up. Figueroa is just on a different level mentally. You could just tell. His precision, his precision is just deadly. You know how people don't waste punches? He doesn't waste his attacks. And that's fascinating. There's very few fighters. John Jones, uh, the last stop bender, Israel Desanya, uh, he doesn't do it too far. Uh, what's it Figueroa doesn't. They don't waste punches. Uh, a lot of fighters waste punches. They haven't mastered precision when it comes to hitting. So they just punch so much. When I watch him fight, he doesn't miss when he hits you. It's like every hit has a purpose. And very few fighters are able to master that. They kind of like swing, you know what I'm saying? Or they hit you a combo. He doesn't, he's not doing that. He's attacking you full body. And that's just fascinating to watch. So I think that'll be really interesting, you know, in this matchup. And if he does win, I want him to fight, you know, cringe. Uh, fucking uh, Harry, Harry. Kujo, whatever his name is, the little, the little, the little short dude, the Olympian, the two, uh, two division champion. I think that'd be, I think that'd be a really good fight. That guy has a nasty anger problem. I think for Guerrero and him, we'll, we'll make a, we'll make a good matchup. That'd be a monster fight. And if Ferguson wins, I think you should run back Ferguson and Gaethje. I really do. I think if Ferguson win, I think run back Ferguson and Gaethje. Give him a proper training camp and see exactly what happens. Not some pandemic, you know, rushed up why, shit. Why was it unfair? Like, why was the last fight unfair for Ferguson, that last Geishi fight? So I remember a ton. Like, Ferguson to, was the most heavily. He had to prepare for, for Geishi at short notice. And yes, Geishi had to prepare for Ferguson at short notice. But then again, his weight cut was different. And that could have affected his fight and his performance. But I also feel like. He got caught because Justin Gaethje is also one of those fighters that you don't know what you're going to get. But when you, when he's good, whew, you know, he's good. And then he gives you the crap he gave you with fucking, uh, well, what's it called? Khabib. But when he's good, so when Gaethje's in and he's locked in and he's good, he is a striking machine. Like he could hit you, he could wrestle, he could do everything. He's one of those guys that he's a baseball player that has the supreme talent to be a star player. They flash it, they get a big contract, but 
they don't produce every season. They always have one good season, one bad season. That's 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 the epitome of Justin Gaethje. But the talent and everything is there. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think you know if you're betting, you could bet for Guerrero and you could bet um, you could bet Ferguson on this fight. I call oh. those two for, for the co-main event. Ferguson is minus 170, so that's implied odds. So if if this fight happens a hundred times. For minus 170, you would have to win about like 60% of the time to win. And that sounds like that sounds like good odds to me. Mm-hmm. I might just I, – I usually don't bet on UFC fights. Um, I, I bet on everything else under the sun. But I usually don't bet on uh, UFC fights. But I think you've convinced me um, I'm going to bet on this fight. I'm going to have some fun. Uh, minus 170 implied probability is 63%. To break even, if if Ferguson and uh, Oliveira fought a hundred times, how many times do you think Ferguson would win? If they, if they fought ten times, I think about sixty or seven. If they fought ten times, I think he's gonna beat him. You know, UFC is kind of an odd spot. You can't, you can't. The talent gap is not really that big as most people think it is. And any given day, anything could happen because. Some fighters could be really good, dominant, and then they lose to just one hit, you know? But I think Ferguson could win it at least six out of ten. All right. Interesting. Um, We want to talk about – And I don't think it's all going to be knockouts. I think it's going to be decisions, most of them. Right. Um, Since we are Dallas bros, we're two Dallas bros hanging – and we're talking about fighting. We're going to talk about Errol Spence real quick and how fucking awesome that was on Saturday night. Uh, Dominated. That was so sick. That was I'm so not, No, no, let's not hype him up too much. He needs to start finding better competition. Like I said, I'm tired of boxing guys always like, like, I don't even know. What, what, what were they fighting for again? That's so, you see, and that's what, it comes back to what I say. Like, everybody's confused. They just say, oh, Errol Spence. Yeah, he's a good fighter. He has. Errol Spence is a unified, it's unified title holder. He has all the belts in his weight class. Okay, so the next, the next step is going, is going up. How many, how many belts do they have in that weight class? I don't know, like three. But still, I mean, he is unified, though. He is unified. He's not a, he's not a partial champion. And the, and the heavy, okay. we've got some heavyweights coming up. We can talk about that in a second. The heavyweights are split right now, but in Errol Spence's division, he's unified. He's fought everyone that he can to fight in his weight. So the, the next move is going up, and that will be. I hope he does it. That will be interesting. But uh, but that that was awesome. That was awesome. He's ejected from car, just like we said last week. He was ejected from a Ferrari, speeding, and did not break a bone. And if that can't break him, how can a human being ever break him? So. Awesome. It, it's, it's, I mean, everyone's shitting on the Cowboys. Everyone loves to shit on Dallas, but we got the, in the coolest of all individual sports, we have got the most dominant fighter, except for maybe Tyson Fury, who, who, uh, speaking of this weekend, there's also another big fight this weekend, Anthony Joshua versus some um, Russian dude, or at least I think it's Russian. Um, he, he's supposed to beat his ass. And when he does, they will set up Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury for a unified okay, fight. He has a Nigerian flag on his Instagram, but I don't know how, though. Everybody claims to be Nigerian nowadays. Yeah. Anthony Joshua? The boxer, right? He's fucking British. Well, look, look, look him up on Instagram, see what it says. All right. 
He's British, and I know that because um, I mean I hate Anthony Joshua. No, I know he's British. I mean, he's a yeah, what his Instagram said. I'm looking his. I'm looking up his Instagram right now. Put <laughs> that flag. What the hell? Whatever. Well, I mean, maybe I mean England is a, is like a huge transplant. I mean, it's an island. It's a tiny island with people of all different types of nationalities because, you know, they used to own the world for a few centuries. But um, he... He does have it there, doesn't he? I hate, this, I hate this guy. And I've been to London and I've talked with British people about him and they all hate him too. The reason I hate him is because he was too scared to fight Deontay Wilder, uh, our fucking Alabama superstar, or was until Tyson Fury came back fully. And um, he's like minus 1100 this weekend against this Russian dude. And if he wins, we get a unified heavyweight fight between him and Fury. And that will be so awesome. That will be so awesome. That's the dream. That's uh, the dream. I, just, I, just, I just know he can't put a blemish to Nigerian fighters' name anymore. If he's going to put that flag up publicly, he needs to defend himself. Do you see who he lost to? That was an embarrassment. Like, I just, like, I'm like, Anthony who? I don't want to see you, Anthony. So yeah. Anthony could prove in the big stage that he's not a chicken, that he got some backbone. And, hey, I'm not a boxer. My butt will get whipped if I'm out there. My ass will get whipped. So I'm not even going to claim to act like I could fight. Like, I can't. So, but at the same time, if you're a professional fighter and you are supposed to come with your professional shit and you lose the fight that you lost, you have a lot to gain to gain some respect. So if I was him, I would not be trying to fight any guy who is not top-notch. I'm not warming up. I'm not working my way up. If you are the shit, you go there and stand there, and then you fight it out. You don't become great by fighting the little guys. You become great by taking down one of the bigger guys. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you don't become great by taking down all the little guys because all the bigger guys already took down the little guys to get there. So you're just beating the pat that's already been beaten down already, you know? And yes, that makes sense because that's the safest route. That's the route known. But for the kind of embarrassment that he's faced and he's gone through, he can't take that route. He's lost that route because that was the route he was on that he got embarrassed on. So if I was him, I'd be taking the bigger fights. Yeah, and they want Joshua has said both both the camps of Joshua and Tyson Fury have said that they want they want to fight next, and um, yeah. and so hopefully it happens. Hopefully it happens. Yeah. All right, I got one last thing on my mind that uh, you want to end this on. Um, it, it's it's a, bit, a little bit baseball. I'll, I'll do it quickly. No, a lot of people don't care, but I think this is really, really interesting, and I just got to get it off my mind. So the Texas Rangers, they hired a new general manager this week. Um, our god GM, John Daniels, who built what should have been a dynasty, uh, just got very unlucky. He is still going to be in charge. No, he fired the wrong coach. That's why they lost. Ron Washington? Well, Washington was still coaching the team. Yeah, but he was banging a Japanese reporter, apparently, and apparently got her pregnant. And uh, he wasn't fired. He resigned, or at least he said he resigned because he was unfaithful to his wife, or at least that's what he said in the press conference. I love Wash. Wash is with the Atlanta Braves right now, and you can see, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's great at 
developing guys and he's like an old school uh make baseball players use all their tools instead of just this whole like launch angle analytics shit i love washington but apparently uh <laughs> apparently he got a japanese reporter pregnant which is a rumor and he had to go but i mean that but that hire was a john daniels hire um that, that's one of the reasons that i love john daniels so much is that he, he does hit home runs with managers but um, he's not going to be the general manager anymore, but he's still going to be in charge of the baseball team. He's going to be president. Instead, we signed the, we we signed this new general manager, Chris Young, and apparently one of the re, he he was really highly sought after, and I think the Rangers just wanted to get him before he goes anywhere else. But it's really ironic that he comes here because Chris Young turned down some pretty appealing job offers. I'll get to you in a second, and he said he wanted to come here because he's a Dallas guy. He went to Highland Park. Um, he's, he feels like he's a Texas Ranger for life. He used to play here. And in fact, he, his rookie year, he was here and he was awesome. He was a top five pitcher as a rookie. And then he was traded to the Padres and JD's first big trade as a general manager. It was 2005. And this was a fucking awful trade that John Daniels made. John Daniels traded Chris Young, who was this like stud breakout rookie pitcher. And he traded Adrian Gonzalez who turned into a superstar first baseman for to the Padres for this pitcher named Adam Eaton, who missed half the season, sucked ass, and didn't even play for us for the next season. And this closer, Akinori Otsuka, he was a good closer for a year. But it was a terrible trade. John Daniels has made amazing, amazing trades. I mean, he built afterwards, he learned his lesson, he built that dynasty. But that was a terrible trade. And it's weird to see Chris Young say that, He's coming here because he feels like he's a Texas Ranger, but he's work. He's going to work for the guy that unfairly traded him away from his dream team. I mean, that's weird. It's awfully ironic, but I'm I'm glad they put it aside. And uh, why do I think that Chris Young is going to be awesome? Uh, one reason. I mean, I, I don't I don't know much about his. He was working with the MLB front office. I don't know much about the backgrounds. But one reason that I'm really excited for it is because he was heavily pursued by the New York Mets. And the New York Mets got a new owner this year, Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen is worth $15 billion. He's the second richest owner in all of sports now. And the the Mets, like the, the Yankees are like the biggest team ever. But the Mets, if you win, I mean, the Mets have the coolest fans in sports. And it's a huge fan base. You have unlimited money because baseball doesn't really have a salary cap. And you have this 15 billionaire in charge. I mean, that's the best job to have. That's the best job to have. And the Mets wanted him. And we got him. So that makes me excited. That makes me excited for the future of the Rangers. Well, we'll see how the season turns out. Are you going to get vaccinated? The season's going to suck, but the future will be good. Are you going to get vaccinated? If you get vaccinated, we may watch baseball this summer. All right. I'll I'll get vaccinated. I don't need it. I'm pretty sure I had it. I mean, you had it. You you know you had it. I had it without symptoms. My girlfriend had it. But, like, I'll get vaccinated just so people don't, like, shame me. I just don't want to be judged, you know? So if it's going to be free, I'll be you know, COVID exercise. You know, people to say, "Hey, you got COVID. You guys down the corner. Where's your Where's your badge? Where's your vaccination card? <laughs> where's your vaccination ID card? Can you please show your vaccination ID? Uh, yeah. Or we get updated driver's license that has a 
COVID check mark. Yeah. We might as well just start. Have you seen the movie Idiocracy where they all have tattoos that you have to scan and that's basically your ID? We might as well just fucking start that so we can track the vaccination. Yeah, we contact tracing, which I don't really understand how that works. But we contact tracing. They're tracking us somehow. Satellites. The phones. The phones. So, but that's not very because I could just leave this phone at work. We can trace him from that way. Yeah. Maybe it's time for us to get flip phones. So who knows? Well, Stephen, that was an awesome episode. We have football going on right now. It's a very important game. The Rams, the Patriots, Cam Newton is making a comeback. If Bill Belichick makes it to the playoffs and Tom Brady doesn't. Be hilarious. That would suck. That would be so funny. But we'll see how it goes. And then we'll have Jerry Goff, which I feel like Jerry Goff is blessed. So blessed. He's so the Rams, lucky. The Rams will he was he's so lucky to get Sean McVay. So lucky. Because I, and he's lucky that Sean McVay likes him because I feel like I would have been benched him. <laughs> but but he reminds me, you know who he reminds me of when I watch him play? And I used to I didn't I never watched this guy play. Because I was never, I wasn't old enough. But uh, what's his name? The Cowboys quarterback, Troy Aikman. He reminds you of Troy Aikman. Yeah, accuracy. Oh, bigger. Accuracy, accuracy, accuracy. The way they throw the ball is more about accuracy and ball placement with both of them, not about arm strength. Yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of golf like golf has good games and he also has horrible games like that Niners game. Uh, the Patriots closed tonight at plus four and a half. I got them at plus six and a plus six early in the week. No big deal. And I guess that's how we'll end it on. I've got some locks of the week um, this week, especially. I feel like live dogs are gonna be barking. Roof, roof, roof. They're going to be fucking barking. My locks of the week are all of the underdogs. Minnesota plus six and a half at Tampa Bay. Detroit plus seven at uh, or versus Green Bay. Detroit always plays Green Bay tough at home. Getting seven points is huge. Um, the Jaguars are seven and a half dogs at the Titans. It's not necessarily a lock because they're tanking, but I, I, I do think that's a lane. And what's the other big spread? Um, the the other one is Eagles Eagles plus seven at Saints. Um, as a Bama guy, I'm a big believer in Jalen Hurts. Not as a long term guy, but as someone who can just truck people for a month and make some noise, I think they will. The Eagles can shorten that game and lay it within, stay within the points. But most importantly, my locks were Patriots tonight, Lions plus seven at, versus Green Bay, and the Vikings a plus six and a half versus Tampa Bay. Go bet him, make some money, and get those Bills futures in. Well, we'll catch you guys later. Try to go watch the game. I'll talk to you later, Steven. Yeah.